0: Good morning, church. So good to see you this morning, yeah. We want to also welcome our friends here, those who are, you know, here for the very first time. We welcome you in Jesus' name. Right, um, like what Joe said, we have been considering on the stories of the kingdom. So today would be the conclusion of this series and I would just like to share just um, a couple of thoughts from the sprouting seed the parable of the sprouting seed, which is taken from Mark 4, 26 to 29, yeah? Just allow me to read you this. Okay. Um, Jesus also said, the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, when he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. The earth produces a crop on its own. First, a leaf blade pushes through, then the heads of the wheat are formed, and finally, the grain ripens. Verse 29, the last verse. And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with a sickle, for for the harvest time has come. Alright, this parable is unique to the Gospel of Mark. It is sandwiched between the parable of the sower and the parable of the mustard seed. Yeah, we have heard uh, the mustard seed a parable from Pastor Guy three the first week. Yeah, all right. Um, let's unpack the parable. huh? the seed here in verse twenty six represents the word of God. The word of God in two Timothy three verses sixteen to seventeen. It reads: Scripture is all scripture is God breathed. Therefore. There is life, okay? God breathed into the scripture. So the scripture, the word of God is alive. Is alive, alright? Even though the seed is alive, but the agent, if you look at the parable, even though the seed is alive, there must be an agent to pick up the seed and to plant it. Otherwise, it will not sprout, right? If the farmer doesn't plant the seed, how can the seed grow and germinate? Into a big tree, and vice versa. And vice versa. Without the seed, how can the farmer plant? What is there for him to plant, right? Now, God has given us the seed, which is the word of God. And I said that the seed is alive, all right? And we are to ask, we have been asked to sow this seed into a fertile ground. As God's children, we need to be very, very passionate about God's kingdom. Because Jesus, you know, is so passionate about God's kingdom. So as his children, we must be passionate about God's kingdom. And the song says that we need to pursue God with all our hearts. We need to pursue the kingdom of God, right? And I caught this very, very familiar verse to you. Matthew 6.33, it says that, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. The all these things shall be added to you comes after the sick ethers, right? right? All these things shall be added to you comes after the seeking, okay? Comes after the seeking. As kingdom citizens and as God's children, how can we sow the seed? How can we sow the seed? I've taken this to be um, on a broader perspective, not just sowing the seed, you know, of the gospel, but I've taken it, um, yeah, on a broader perspective. I'll just share. The ground that we sow each day would represent the people that God has placed in your family, in your workplaces, in your colleges, in your school. So these people are in the, in, in the sphere of your influence, Okay. And in whatever way you sow, sharing the gospel, preaching from the pulpit, sharing, um, um, sharing our God stories. We have many, many God stories. I hope I hope that we have many God stories. Okay, testimonies to share. Giving a biblical advice. Yeah, all this we are sowing into the kingdom of God. We are sowing into the person's life. Okay, the key here is faithfulness, faithfulness as you do all these things for the Lord, right. Just allow Him to use you. So as we meet people daily, ask God to use us to bring God's kingdom into their lives. And every day as you talk to people, I'm sure you talk to at least one person a day, right? It's either your child, your husband, your neighbour or whoever, right? When you go to market, when you go to college always bring in bring in sorry kingdom perspective in all our conversations and in all our interaction let me repeat this bring in kingdom perspective in all our interactions and conversations daily not many people are very open to us just sharing the gospel Okay, not many people are. So, ask God for creativity. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you. Lord, in this situation, how can I bring in your perspective? So, you share. You share how God has ministered to you, how God has taught you, how God has blessed you. Alright, so just share. Share freely. Romans ten fourteen says that how can they call on one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone? That's the us preaching to them. As we are commanded to reach out to others, it is very important now, I would just like to um, encourage parents here, alright? Encourage, especially young, um, the younger parents here, you know, to to not relegate to not relegate the task of sharing the gospel to the Sunday school teacher or if if you have an older youth, to the youth advisor or the pastor. It is the greatest joy that a parent can ever have when, when the child is old enough to understand for you to share with him or her that God loves her, that God loves him. Right? And there is a purpose for him. Yes, as soon as they are old enough, we must do that. And once they say, yes, mommy, daddy, I want to invite Jesus into my life, you then have the privilege of nurturing them now, discipling them into spiritual maturity. Alright? So this is um, of great privilege as, as parents. You know, in the span of less than three weeks. Today is May 22nd, yes, it's about three weeks, thereabout. I've known of three suicide cases related to people who are known to me. Two succeeded and one failed. All below the age of 22. The one that failed is a close friend of my daughter. And on Tuesday morning, when I was, you know, just washing the porch, Rennie called me and said that, you know what? My good friend's dad passed on. You know what came to my mind? I just stood there and Romans 10, 14 came to my mind. Did anyone or has anyone shared about Jesus to this old uncle? That question came to my mind. Sadly, she did not know God. And today, he's, an, in, he's in eternity without God. Church, let us be urgent. Let us be urgent and faithful and obedient in sharing the gospel to the lost and dying world. You know, um, every Tuesday and Thursday, our church ladies gather together to pray not just to pray for the sick, to pray for the church, to pray for the nation. And you know that they have been, there have been so many prayer items coming in. And you know what they are? What, what cases they come in with? Anxiety attack, depression. Top on the list. Depression, anxiety attack. Not just the older ones, all ages. God has given us the seed, the word of God. And what, I ask myself, what have I done with this seed? How many people have I witnessed to last year? How many people have I shared with last year, this year? Have I been obedient to God to scatter this seed? You know, if someone did not sow into my life about 30 years ago, I wouldn't be sitting here today being able to worship God, okay? Yeah, I would have been lost but it is because someone loved me enough to sow into my life. And today, I'm a child of God, and I can live in His freedom, right? So, yes, church, let's just be urgent about it. Verse 27 says that night and day, when he is asleep, the farmer, right? Or awake, the seed grows and grows, but he doesn't understand how it happens. When the farmer sows the seed, he has faith that the seed will germinate and grow. He doesn't need to, you know, uh, bring a spade and check every two hours, okay, is the seed growing, is it germinating? He doesn't do that. When he plants the seed, he has faith that it, is, it will grow, okay, considering that all the conditions, all the right conditions are there. He waters it, all right, there's enough sunlight and all this. Okay, he doesn't have to check. So um, growth, spiritual growth is automatic and it will grow to produce the fruit unless the seed falls on a very, very rough, very, very rocky ground. Then it won't grow because the conditions are not right. Alright? So um, this, this parable teaches us that even when you know we cannot see the progress of the seed Underground, something is happening. There is activity. There is activity. There is movement underground. Some seeds, some some plants take a longer time to grow and some a shorter time. So um, every plant has their own timeline of growth, all right, of maturity. Okay, a papaya plant definitely takes a shorter time than a durian plant. Pastor Stephen, are you? Are you listening? (laughs) Uh, Okay, now spiritual growth and the kingdom's growth, God's kingdom growth is likened to that, okay? Night and day would mean here there is continual but gradual growth in the kingdom of God. It's consistent. One seed, the seed grows independently of human effort. As we sow the seed into a person's life, we must We must be assured and confident that this seed will grow, even though we cannot see, we cannot feel, we cannot assess, you know. yeah. God is working in the absence of our own effort, of our own cleverness and strategy. God is always working behind the scenes. As you know, growth takes time. You don't give birth to a baby today and tomorrow the child is instead that one, right? Yeah, so it takes time. And it goes through a process. Once we have sown into somebody's life, something happens in his heart, his or her heart. The Holy Spirit is working. The Holy Spirit is working. And we cannot force growth on that person. We, we, we just need to sow and believe that God will work. Okay, it takes time for a person to be transformed by God. To rid of his addictions, to rid of his, you know, um, bad habits, even unbelief. It is. It doesn't happen overnight. All we can do is to leave everything to God and to wait for the person to be transformed by who? Not by you, by the Holy Spirit by the Holy Spirit. So we need to wait for the harvest, for the grain to be harvested. Always remember this, the Sunday school child that you taught, all right, the shut-in that you have been visiting, the single mom that you have been journeying with. When you do all these things, you have sown into that precious life. You have sown into that precious life. Okay? Okay? You must be encouraged and you must tell yourself this will grow, this will bear fruit in God's timing, in God's time, okay? Not mine. Okay, why? Why will it grow? Why will it um, grow? Because there is life in the seed. You have spoken the word to the person. The person has seen Christ's love through you, an, an encouraging word an encouraging verse, a prayer that you have, you know, prayed for the shut-in, or whoever it is, be assured that this seed will grow. When we share the gospel to somebody, the person receives the Lord, but can you understand what is happening in his life? You can't even look through his or her heart what is happening there you can't even gauge the process right it's a mystery to us you know it is a mystery because you cannot see okay and we can't even explain it but remember something is happening God is working all the time I reiterate now because sometimes we say I don't see any changes at all you know it's been one year it's been five years but God is working I prayed for my dad, since I became a Christian, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I waited. And my dad has heard the gospel countless times. He has been, he was educated in ACS. He has been to, um, what do you call it, Bible knowledge classes, right? Okay, if that is what it's called then. I prayed, I prayed, and I waited. After 30 years, my dad came to know the Lord. I never gave up. Yeah. God's growth or the kingdom, all right, involves God's power. God's power. You look at verse 28, it says that. The earth produces the crop on its own. These three words, on its own. This speaks of the unusual, it's a very unusual thing, unusual productivity of God's word. Hebrews 4.12 reads, For the word of God is alive and powerful, It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting down soul and spirit between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desire. I love Isaiah 55, verse 10. God said, the rain and snow come down from heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out, It always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to. And it will prosper everywhere I send it. You know, I love this word, will. Whenever I read Psalms, I pick up the wheels Because this is what God promises me. He never says may. I may be your provider. Never. I may. I've not read that word. I always read it as I will. So I claim these promises in my own life. God will, right? So there is great power in God's word. Every day whenever you sow, whenever you, you show an act of kindness, what you do is you declare Isaiah 55 verse 10. So if you have shared the gospel, if, if, you, have, if, if you have ministered to somebody who needs the Lord, you declare this, Lord, you will produce fruit in this person. You will accomplish your purpose in his or her life. This soul will bear fruit for you. Now, if we say that we believe God's word is true, this must be true, right? Because this is what God says. What did he say? My word, the seed, will not return to me void. Okay? Okay? This word will not return to me fruitless, barren. It will not. Because this is what God says. And if we believe the Bible, this is truth. It will produce a harvest. Alright? Just let me, allow me to just share a little story. I told you that um, one of the three cases of suicide um, is my daughter's good friend. She wanted to take her own life, and I asked my daughter, Was there a trigger? Maybe exam stress, you know. My daughter said, No, no trigger, nothing. Just planned, decided, and executed it. All right? Planned, planned, and executed it. All right? Um, But we really thank God that she was spared. Okay? um, She took in some bleach, but it wasn't very much. So um, right after a consultation and observation for a couple hours, she came back and the following day, I I texted my daughter. I said, my heart is just so heavy. So I asked, I I told Sarah, I said, Sarah, I feel really, really burdened. Could you just speak to your friend and um, just ask whether I could just call her? and maybe just pray with her. That was the following day, and uh, the friend said, okay. You know? The friend said, okay. And we arranged a video call, we arranged a video call, and another parent, and these two girls and her friend, we had a video call, and we prayed for her, and we shared with her God's love. She cried. She cried. And, you know, um, we really thank God for giving her another opportunity to know that he really loves her. Okay, and subsequent days, I sent her some verses. I'd like to read to you. The first one was, um, okay, I sent her three verses. I sent her three verses to, to tell her that she is God's masterpiece and that God loves her with his everlasting love in Jeremiah. And just the most recent one, before she came back, I said that God has good plans for you, not to harm you, but to prosper you. Right after receiving these verses, she texted me and she said this, auntie, thank you so much for those verses. Sometimes at night when I feel really bad, I look at those verses you sent me and it makes me feel better. I cried when I received that text and I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, you know, for this seed to be sown, you know, for giving me this opportunity to just sow this little seed in her life. So please pray along with my family as we continue to reach out to her. God's word is so alive and so powerful. In a time when, you know, there is no more hope and when she wanted to quit life, these words gave her hope, gave her solace to carry on. One of my favourite flowers is orchid. I tell you, the orchid is a great teacher of patience. <laughs> you no know, it's taught me many lessons when i first bought the orchid i really pampered it watered it followed everything what the google said okay you got to water it fertilize it everything okay so i read all the instructions and i did this and i think after 2 years i would i would i would you know i would look for the It's called the spike, right, the stem. I would go, you know, regularly and look at the orchid. Two years, nothing came out, no sign of any spike. I mean, I've never seen a spike in my life, you know, the thing coming out out between the blades. So one day, I saw this thing there and it's out. So I said, oh, that's good because this is November, so I'll be getting lovely blooms for Christmas. And... Christmas came and the spike was still growing and growing. No buds in sight. So I waited and waited. (laughs) It bloomed for Chinese New Year. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, some flowers, you know, bloom in just a couple of days after it buds, but, you know, not the orchid. yeah. So when I, read, when I read verse 28, I can really relate. First a blade, first a leaf blade pushes through and then the heads of the wheat are formed. Finally, the grain ripens. All right? Spiritual growth in God's kingdom have their own timeline, schedule. Okay? When growth happens, we cannot stop it. We cannot retard it. Alright? Yes, the grain will ripen. Again, another promise here. The grain will ripen. Meaning, there will be harvest. Whatever you sow in people's life, there will be harvest. It is going to happen. Because God's kingdom is really unstoppable. You know? What we need to do is just obey the Lord. Be obedient and just do whatever we can. We cannot force like what I said earlier, we cannot force... um, Spiritual growth on a person. Neither can we stop God's work. You know, when I read the when I read the stories that Pastor Stephen senses right about India, I am just so overwhelmed. No one can stop God's work, right? Even during the pandemic, can you imagine? Can you imagine this is happening during the pandemic, where the growth of the of the churches that it's really unprecedented, isn't it? When times are good, people don't, you know, don't really seek the Lord, I suppose. You know, when times are difficult, we will we will seek the Lord more. Hmm. Growth involves a process. So I want to just encourage us church, whenever we want to share the gospel with somebody, we must remind ourselves it must take its own course it must take its own course just like my dad 30 years 30 years not 3 days not 3 months 30 years been praying for him you know yeah 30 years but it is so so worthwhile yeah it is super worthwhile and i remind myself this even when i you know speak to ladies you know journey with them there is no spurt. It's a gradual growth. There is no spurt in any kind of growth. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 3, 6 to 8. I planted the seed in your hearts. Apollos watered it, but it was God who, make, who made it grow. So we must remember when we sow the seed of gospel into somebody's life, we do not always. harvest it. We do not always, um, what you call it, reap what we have sown. Another person has watered it along the way. Correct. Like 30 years in my dad's life, yes, we have sown the initial seed. But along the way, his friends have come and encouraged him, prayed for him and all these things. So there are other people in the picture as well. When you sow, you don't always reap. But if you do, that is really fantastic, right? That is really fantastic. Yeah, we may not always be the one to reap. Remember that, you know, we are, we are partners. Yeah, we are all partners in this, and God will use others to water, fertilize. Whenever we sow, you know, I when I did a study on this parable, it encouraged me so much because I say, thank you, Lord. I'm just so relieved of the burden of ensuring the growth of a person. I do not have to worry. I do not have to worry. How will she grow? When will she grow? If she will grow? If she will come to know the Lord? I do not have to worry of all all the hows, whens and the ifs. It is God's work and it's God's timing. God will take care of the details. We do not have to. That's not under our purview. Just leave the details and result to God. The last verse reads like that again. As soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with a sickle for the harvest time has come. You know, for those of us who like gardening, right, you would agree to this. The sole reason why you would want to plant um, a fruit tree or even, you know, a flower is because you want to, what? You want to enjoy the, the, the leaves? No, you would want to enjoy the fruit. Nobody plants a papaya tree and said, okay, I'm going to plant this tree because I like, the design of the papaya leaf or I like the you know, the, the texture of the bark I don't think anyone does this, right? Okay? Yeah I would plant a papaya tree because I want the fruit It's not, you know, that I want to admire the leaves, the bark No, it's because we want to enjoy the fruit, right? Yeah So in sowing, there is only a soul and single purpose, so that there will be harvest. Okay, And this is going to be a time, a great, great time of rejoicing, the time of harvest. Likewise, when we share, when we sow into somebody's life, when you pray for the person, when the person receives the Lord, and when she comes and tells you, Ruth, you know that when you shared the gospel with me, I was not ready, but today I'm ready. That would be the greatest day of celebration and rejoicing, right? Yeah. This is because you have obeyed the Lord. It's because of your obedience that this soul has come into God's kingdom. Nothing else. It's because you sowed into his or her life. It's because you were faithful in what God has called you to do. It's nothing, you know, it's nothing to do with our cleverness. Nothing. God's kingdom will continue to grow. If you read, God's kingdom will continue to grow until the second coming of our Lord Jesus. And there will be a great time of harvest. We can be very, very assured that God will bring to fruition every seed that has been sown. I want to repeat this God will bring to fruition not may God will bring to fruition every seed that has been sown yeah Martin Luther said this I did nothing or maybe minimal the word did everything the word did everything okay so I want to just share with you just uh, a few take-homes yeah as we have seen God's part and our part So as God's children We are to be faithful in sowing You know, as I was thinking about this message At night One night I thought of the acronym SPROUT I thought of the acronym SPROUT And um, this was what that, um, was, was downloaded to me The first one is to sow faithfully And to sow Regularly The first one is And let us not despise small beginnings Never think that Oh, my effort is just too small I'm not good I can't even, you know Share the gospel very well I can't even speak very well I can't pray very well Never, never despise all these things Like the Nike slogan You just do it God said do it You just do it Just be obedient The second one From the word sprout This thing came to my mind. Partnership. We are all God's partner. We are all God's partner. We are not in this alone, right? And P also tells me that patience, I need to persevere and I cannot interfere in God's timetable. R. R is to recognise. Recognise God's power and timing in every stage of growth in God's kingdom. O. Opportunities Church, can I just encourage you? Opportunities Oh, this word came to me Opportunities Let us seize every opportunity that comes along our way We meet people every day We hear of people suffering every day We hear of people, you know, going through so much Especially after the pandemic Yeah, people have been isolated and being shut in for nearly two years and it has not been good. So church, let me encourage you. Just grab, just seize every opportunity that comes along your way. Always remind yourself that this will become a God story one day. Remind yourself and tell yourself that this will be a God story. The word the alphabet you. I remind myself that I need to be very, very super urgent because the Lord is coming back very soon. Alright? And whatever gifts that He has given you, use it. Use it for the Lord's glory. On the day when I meet the Lord, I will have to be accountable to Him. So once I've given you this, 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 this. I tell my children, the Lord has given you this friends. For the last 11 years 10 years or so okay, my, my son and my daughter They've practically had the same you know, a Classmates During their primary and secondary years I always remind them What have you done with this 25 friends that the Lord has placed In your life? What have you done to them? What have you done? Have you shared? Do they even know that you are a child Of God? Do they even know that There's Jesus Who loves them I've been nagging this Yeah, I've been telling my children this Reminding them The last one T We have to be tenacious We have to be tenacious Like what I said Don't give up If you you share the gospel with one You don't see the result It's because of 1 Corinthians Right? There are other people Who's doing the watering And another T Would be tell and talk about Jesus everywhere you go your yeah, people may brand you as fanatic it's okay it's okay to be branded fanatic for the lord Jesus you just tell people like Romans 10:14 and you then you just leave the results to god all right high point life as we revisit our vision statement today we have been called to be a church based on the New Testament apostolic model driven by God's love to bring good news and discipling nations through the transforming power of the Holy Spirit So church, today I want to just challenge us to just arise to just arise and to be a sowing church One day when we meet the Lord, let us hear this from the Lord You have been faithful, you have been obedient And it's because of you that this person or this person is with me today. Let us be a sowing church as well as a sending church. Yeah? This is my heart's cry, you know. This is really my heart's cry that we will be so urgent. just take a minute church just take a minute or two and tell the lord and make this you know if we can just commit to the lord and say yes lord yes lord i want to be a part of this i'm not going to be i'm not going to be complacent i am sorry lord i am sorry lord too many people have passed by me and i've not done anything i'm sorry lord and ask God to give you the urgency ask the Lord to help you to see these people so broken so desperate so church let us just arise and tell the Lord yes Lord I'm so sorry that I have delayed this for too long I've delayed this for too long and I will do it for you let us pray Father, we want to just thank You today for Your Word. We want to thank You, Lord, that Your Word is so powerful, that Your Word is just so alive. And Lord, that Your Kingdom is unstoppable. It will grow and grow and grow, Lord. Your Kingdom is unstoppable. Father, I ask this for us today as Your children. Lord, that you will help us to be faithful. You will help us to be obedient. You will help us, dear Lord Jesus, to be so attuned to the Holy Spirit, to your Holy Spirit, when you nudge us, Lord Jesus, help us to just grab every opportunity, grab every opportunity that you bring along our path, dear Lord Jesus. You have said, Lord, that we are accountable to you. And one day, Lord, there is a day of accounting. And Father, we want to just pray. We want to just pray for your churches in Malaysia, in Klang, everywhere, Lord Jesus, to be in this sowing business so that when you come, Lord Jesus, there will be a great harvest. We give you thanks and we praise you in Jesus' name.